Welcome back to Geek Fights. Uh, this is a Star Trek vs. Star Wars Part 2. Uh, as it stands, Star Wars is kicking the shit out of Star Trek. Uh, 20 to 11. So that's, uh, what, 9 points that Star Trek, uh, Star Wars has on Star Trek? But uh, with me, as always, is Mr. Mike Ortiz. Mike, who do we have with us? Uh, today, we've uh, we've got the same folks we had last time. We've got... Uh, Mr. Pete Lucas. Evening, folks. And uh, Dave Gill. Hello. And Juan Patino. What it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, a couple people had questions last week about uh, how do you define our fights, and there, there actually is no de definition of the fight. It's whatever you feel. If you like something better than something else, if you think somebody looks better than somebody else, if you think they'll actually win in a physical fight, that's fine too. It's whatever you, uh, whatever you think it is. That's that's the way it works. But you just, uh, you just have to pick one, whatever reason why. Exactly. Completely arbitrary. The more arbitrary, the better. Sometimes. <laughs> Much more fun for us. But let's jump back into it. Right at the top of the list: Kid Boba Fett versus Nog. Uh, I'm going to start this one off, and I'm picking Nog, because he's a Starfleet officer, he lost his damn leg in the war, and while Kid Boba Fett grows up to be adult Boba Fett, and as Mike said and convinced me later on, uh, he doesn't really do anything, so Nog wins this battle. Mike? Uh, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, my, my disdain for Boba Fett, I think, was well established already. And uh, Kid Boba Fett, even more so. He's just a clone. Not even a real child. Not even a real person. Maybe that's why he's so angry. Uh, Pete. I get, I'm sorry, I gotta disagree. I have to go with Kid Boba Fett. First of all, there's getting your dad killed off at such a young age. Second of all, I'm sorry, Boba Fett was just the man. I, he was my favorite character in the original trilogy. One of my favorite characters. And uh, see, when they updated the uh, trilogy in the 90s, I liked seeing the little bit of play he had with the ladies. So he was quite a player, too. So I got to go with Kid Boba Fett. All right, Mr. Gill. Uh, I'm going to go with Kid Boba Fett, too. But again, I'm not that familiar with Nog as an officer or what have you. But just, just uh, the scene in episode two, uh, and Obi-Wan will be caught on to Django's team and he's trying to get him and Kid Boba Fett's in there shooting the blasters at him and he's really trying to shoot a Jedi. That's pretty badass. So I'm going to go with Kid Boba Fett. Okay, and Juan? I'm going for Nog. Nog! Oh. Nog wins! Nog Sorry. wins. <laughs> Thank you very much, Juan. All right. Uh, next battle is a good one. It's a doozy. Darth Maul versus Space Lincoln. Mike, take it away. Um, I, I think this one is, is, is pretty easy. Uh, Darth Maul was, was certainly very cool. Um, he was uh, probably the coolest looking Jedi. You know, the the two-handed lightsaber uh, was, was uh, something that kind of got you excited in the, in the trailer. And then in the movie, he kind of doesn't, doesn't pan out as much. He kills one guy, lets the Jedi live, doesn't really do much. And... I mean, Space Lincoln, he he freed the space slaves. He is on the space five dollar bill. He uh, he did the space emancipation proclamation, and uh, four score and seven space years ago. All of this stuff, 
save the Space Federation from, or save the Space Union. And I don't, I don't see how, you know, basically a guy that got chopped in half by Obi Wan Kenobi can top that. Uh, all right, Pete. Sorry, I got to go with Darth Maul. He was the, he was the only good part about Episode One, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> all right, uh, Dave. Uh, I, I hate to do it, but I'm going to go with Space Lincoln just because he seems just a lot more powerful. But Darth Maul, also one of my favorite characters in the prequels. I was watching with my two-year-old, believe it or not, and, and the scene came where he's about to fight Qui-Gon. He, wanted, he pulls back his hood, his son looks up, he's sitting on my lap, he looks up in my eyes, and he goes, Roar! And I was like, yeah. So <laughs> he's bad to be, but I think Space Nation wins. All right, Juan. I'm going to go with Space Lincoln on that one. Yeah. Any particular reason? <laughs> Well, I agree. Darth Maul got cut in half by Obi-Wan. He deserves to be dead, so he, he would probably lose against uh, Space Lincoln. All right. And... And Space Lincoln's tall. He's got reach. <laughs> there you go. And Space Lincoln, Space Lincoln also fought Kalos and uh, Genghis Khan, and he beat them. A Klingon Space... and a Hun. And a Hun. Wow. Space Lincoln rules. Space Lincoln for me, too. So... We're done with Space Lincoln. Next one goes to Pete. It's Bib Fortuna versus Wayun. Oh, jeez. Just because I know more about him, I got to go with White Wayun on this one. All right. Mr. Gill? I actually don't know who Wayun is, but I'm, I'm going to say him anyway, just because Bib Fortuna just... Stupid pushover, and he kind of sucked at his job. I don't, I don't know how he had it for did So, Wayun. All right, Juan. Bib Fortuna freaked me out, and I think I had nightmares for a while. Um, I, I think we have to go Wayun. All right. Well, I'm gonna go Wayun uh, just because I love Wayun, Mike. Uh, you know, let's make it a, a sweep for Wayun. All right. Well, that was easy. All right. Uh, this one goes to, uh, let's see, Pete? No, nope. I just did it. This one goes to Dave, then. It's going to be Stormtroopers versus the Jim Hadar. Um, yeah, you're not going to like me on this. I don't have idea who the Jim Hadar are. Um, okay. Really outrageous, like regular Jim, or? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> They're militaristic badasses from the Dominion. Uh, part of Deep Space Nine. They are quite with, awesome. I'm go with them, then, just because Stormtroopers, uh, they just seem to slack because, I don't know, the, the cloning process has got older. They, they were pretty lame. There was a lot of them, but they, they didn't have any personality, no oomph, no drive. So I'm going to go with Jim Hadar, and I don't even know who the hell they are. All right. Juan? Well, the Jim Hadar were a lot more interesting to watch than the Stormtroopers were. Um... Like you said, they were the badasses. So I, I, I'm I'm cool with Jim Hadar on that one. Wow, uh, I'm going Jim Hadar. Uh, wow, this taking a swing towards Trek right away. Uh, I love the Jim Hadar. Uh, I like the fact that elders of J the Jim Hadar are like three year olds because they're bred to fight. That's it. That's their whole job. They're born to live, die, and fight, and not in that order. But, uh, Mike, 
Go ahead. Well, uh, I, I certainly think uh, that the Jem'Hadar would be a dominant force uh, in, in just pure combat terms. But, uh, you know, Stormtroopers, well, actually, no, they, they, they really they couldn't catch Han Solo. They couldn't catch any of the Rebels, really. Uh, they're, they're not that good. Um, they're almost like mall cops. But they have really <laughs> cool uniforms. And there's a shitload at every convention. But uh, I will. I, I definitely have to go with Jemadar. <laughs> All right. And Mr. Gill. Sorry, uh, you're, Gil, you're skipping me here. <laughs> oh, I don't like you, Pete. <laughs> go ahead, Pete. Fight me. Um, I was going to say... Uh, <laughs> The uh, stormtroopers do have cooler uniforms, but I gotta say, none of them can hit the broadside of a barn from two feet. They got fifty <laughs> stormtroopers shooting at one person, and no one hits them. Yeah. Okay. Jemadar. All right. All right. This this one should be a little bit more of a challenge for you. This one's going to Juan. It's a uh, Grand Marf Tarkin versus Jean Luc Picard. Juan. Okay, well, Picard was, you know, the captain of a ship. And granted, it was a pretty awesome ship, but Grand Moff Tarkin was in charge of, what, a Star Destroyer? That thing was uh, huge. And the, the Death Star. And the Death Star. And the Death yes. Star. So, I, I'm, and he was the one that was a uh, um, Boston Darth Vader around? I'm going with Tarkin. All right. Uh, to me... Uh, I love Picard, and I like Grand Moff Tarkin, but Picard knows when to abandon ship, whereas Grand Moff Tarkin thinks he can still win, and he gets himself killed on the Death Star. He's overconfident, and because of that overconfidence, I think Picard pulls it out in the end. So I give that one to Picard. Uh, Mike? Hmm, this is a tough one because, uh, you know, certainly... uh battle to battle, but, you know, we're also talking Peter Cushing versus Patrick Stewart and, you know, Van Helsing versus Professor X. So, <laughs> you know, all of this sort of rolls into this decision. But I think... Hey, he uh, blew up a planet. He blew up a planet. He bossed around Darth Vader. Picard uh, can barely boss around uh, Worf. Number one. And that was TNG Worf. He was a pussy. <laughs> so, um, I'm actually going to give it to uh, Grand Moff Tarkin, especially, I, I don't, is, is Grand Moff a real thing? <laughs> Did they make that up for Star Wars? I've never heard that before, Star Wars. They made it up for Star Wars, yes. Okay. That's a strange name. Is there a regular uh, Moff <laughs> and a Grand Moff? Is there anything above Grand? The, 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 the lesser Moff? An a petite Moff. <laughs> All right there, Pete, who do you have? Um, well, not only was he Van Helsing, but you have to remember he was also the original Doctor Who. Ah, uh, he's got a point there. Way <laughs> back from the movies in the 60s, oh. so I got to go with Grand Moff Tarkin. All right. And Dave? Well, Picard is an awesome Starfleet commander and everything, but, I mean, you got to figure, like, Every other other scene, there was some admiral, some captain getting killed off by Vader. For Grand Moff to have attained Moff-like status, he had to be pretty freaking cool to get through all that to be that <laughs> level. 
uh, in charge. So I'm definitely giving it to Grand Moff Tarkin, no matter how he went out. All right, another point for Star Wars. Next battle is Porkins. And uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm, I'm sure the name <laughs> should be apparent. He's a really, really fat guy in Star Wars. <laughs> And then blows up right around the Death Star. It's hilarious. I love watching him. I love watching him every time. Versus Star Trek red shirts. Mike, who do you have? Uh, I, I definitely have to go with the red shirts. Uh, certainly in battle, they just keep coming. There's an <laughs> infinite supply of them. Um, they... Uh, they actually sometimes manage to accomplish something and kill somebody... Uh, in um, in many episodes before dying, they they, serve, they at least protect important characters, you know, as a sort of human shield. And Porkins was well, I don't even remember him getting shot. He just kind of blew up. And did he <laughs> run into something? Is that a fat joke? You know? <laughs> The plane's like sputtering along. It can't keep him aloft and then crashes. You know, did he exceed the weight limit for the X-Wing fighter? And uh, that, that's just such a horrible way to go out. So I, I definitely, definitely uh, can't go with Porkins on that. That's right. Uh, and they had a, they had a cologne. Yes, they do have a cologne. Uh, Pete, who do you have? Uh, yeah, well, first of all, as I recall, if I recall correctly, Porkins is the one that was shot when Darth Vader was chasing down Luke Skywalker. So technically, he did serve a purpose. I don't, I don't think Luke's that was him. I think no. he died earlier. He didn't die in the Death Star Trench. He died nope. when they were above the Death Star. Yep. Well, okay, if that's the case, then I have to give it to the red shirts. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to anyway. I just couldn't. I, I, was, just I was wondering if it, like maybe they just never put the special effect in and maybe in the special edition... You know, somebody would actually blow Porkins up. <laughs> Greedo. <laughs> yeah, Greedo. <laughs> it was that errant shot. <laughs> it bounced off the wall, shot through space. <laughs> All right. Uh, Dave. You know, if, if he puts that in the next version on the Blu-ray, that would be awesome. <laughs> Dave, who you got? Uh, I want to go I wanna get Porkins because, you know, he, he died, uh, you know, a pilot's death in a crazy battle that was super important to save the galaxy and put a bounce back to the force, yada, yada, whereas red shirts, I mean, they've been made jokes of in, in, in so many different pop culture shows and references. So I'm going to give Porkins. Like, he, he was a real character, even though we only knew him for 15 seconds. But the red shirts could be anybody, and the second that they came on screen with the shirts, you knew they were going down. So <laughs> All right. Quick. Juan, who do you have? I got Porkins, man. He cleared the way for so many of us big boys to get into those X-Wing fighters. He, he, he actually, you know, made it happen. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he kept the dream alive because he's a big boy. He's the only one I saw in those damn X-Wings. Everybody else had to be small. Porkins was the man. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I could have some respect for that. If uh, he did not go by the name Porkins, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's uh, there's no subtlety there. No, I don't none. think he called himself Porkins, though. He may have responded to it, but that's probably because everybody else was calling him that. Oh, so hey, Luke gets Red Five and he gets Porkins. <laughs> well, he was yeah. Red something. I don't remember what. When they called uh, him as a friend. You know, if, if they were calling him Porkins, then I think he was so depressed he crashed himself into the <laughs> 
<laughs> because these people are right. putting his life on the line for and going across. Maybe that's why he joined the Alliance, just to hopefully find friends, and they still mock them. <laughs> that, that's probably what happened. <laughs> He's like, oh, it's not so big. Porkins wasn't even his real name. That was a nickname they gave him on the playground, and the uh, the rebels just stuck with it. So, all right, and it's you a know, tie a right now, here. and I need to break the tie right now. I like Porkins a lot. Uh, the actor is also in Indiana Jones, and what else? He's in something else. I can't remember right now. He's an American actor that does a lot of British stuff. But I'm gonna go with red shirts because there are more of them, and yeah, you know they're gonna die, but they're probably going to take like two or three people with them when they do. So I'm going red shirts. Trek gets a point. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> Next battle, uh, the aforementioned Greedo versus Barkley. Uh, Reginald Barkley. Pete, who do you have? You know, I like Guido originally in the first in uh, episode four, but you know after that after he shot first and everything, I just actually after she shot first, I really didn't like her. And plus, Barkley's just a genius, so I got to go with Barkley on this one. All right, Mister Gill. I have no idea who Barkley is. <laughs> He's basically Mad. Uh, what is this? Mad Mad Murdoch from the A Team. Oh well, then he wins because Murdoch rules. Right, Murdoch. <laughs> All right. He was in the A Team movie, also. Yes, he was also oh, in the A Team. Awesome. I do like their language. All right, Juan. Who do you have? Uh, um, Greedo, because he he found that scoundrel solo and was actually going to take him in until he got shot first. <laughs> actually. So, you're right. I didn't even think of that. Greedo is a more efficient bounty hunter than Boba Fett. He Way found, better than Boba. He didn't need Vader to catch him. No, he found the guy he was supposed to find, and he knew he would get paid more for taking him in alive than dead. And he was going to attempt to do that, and then, you know, Han Solo being, you know, smart, yep. shot him. But I like Reginald Barkley. He tried to. He banged a lot of chicks on the, on the holodeck. I'm sorry. That's all he did all day long. He has a hollow addiction, exactly like I would have on the holodeck all day long, <laughs> living there. <laughs> so I give it to Barkley and Mike. Uh, yeah, I definitely would have to go with Barkley. Um, you know, Greedo had a, an important role to play, but was just a little bit of screen time. And, and Barkley actually was in some of my favorite. Next Generation episodes, and uh, he had that one where he became incredibly smart, and I'm sure he could figure out a way to beat uh, Greedo then. Well, that was easy. Beat Greedo, you can shoot first or second, either way you win. Yeah, but either way you get shot, that's not winning. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I mean to beat him. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, but Greedo can't shoot a guy sitting right in front of him. Yeah, <laughs> right in front of him. It was the lighting. How do you get the to call yourself a bounty hunter? He wasn't gonna shoot him. No, he was just he a warning shot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we all know. That you know, I that. think we just you know everyone's dancing around the idea that uh, that <laughs> you know Greedo you know may have been uh, a little mentally challenged. Maybe those green <laughs> eyes didn't work well or something. And Han Solo just shot him. Yeah, and he Greedo did. was in no danger to anybody. Take that spin. All right, Lucas next battle. Han, George Lucas made Han Solo a dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he did. 
Next battle, uh, Dave. This one is Jabba versus the Grand Nagus. Uh, we didn't specify whether it's Zek or Rom, but seeing as you don't know who either one is, <laughs> go ahead. Who you got? I'm going to go with Jabba, partially because I don't know who either one is, but partially because like he hated Solo so much, he's like, I'm going to make art out of him and stick him on my wall because screw that guy who screwed me. I think that's pretty cool, and he has that awesome laugh. Okay. I'm gonna go with Jabba. I mean, he would he would uh, he used his own men as expendable entertainment when he, you know, felt like it. He'd throw those pig guys down into the um the the big beast. Oh, why is that name escaping me? Rancor. The Rancor. He would feed the Rancor his own men just for shits and giggles, man. Uh, I gotta go with um Jabba. And he uh, has great taste in bikinis for his late women. Yes, he does have great taste in bikinis. But my money is with Grand Nagus Zek. Only because he ruled over the Ferengi Empire for like 80 years, which includes every interaction that Picard has with the Ferengi. He's in charge. The, the, the Picard, Picard maneuver, Menage a Troy, every interaction that Star Trek has with the Ferengi up until the end of Deep Space Nine it's all because of Zex, and I like the Ferengi, so I'm giving this one to Zek. Mike, who do you have? Uh, you know, I would have to agree with you on on Zek. Uh, certainly, Jabba is is more uh, dastardly, more villainous, but uh, you know, Zek successfully ran the, the Ferengi Empire, uh, and uh, and made a great deal of profit. I think. Uh, you know, let's face it, Jabba may be a big, big time uh, smuggler or gangster, but he's stuck on some backwards planet hiding from the law. And uh, Grand Nagus was the law. All hmm. right. And Pete, it's a tie. Who you got? Inconceivable. <laughs> I got to go with Grand Nagus Tech just because he was played by uh, Wallace Shawn, was it? From the Princess yeah. Bride. So Grand Nagus Tech. Grand Nagus Eck wins the battle. Woohoo! <laughs> All right, next one on to Juan, our good friend TNG Wharf, <laughs> which we all know he's a bitch, versus <laughs> Jar Jar Binks. Who oh. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to do the voice. I think Jar Jar Binks, uh, because he'd just be clumsy enough to turn around trip on his own toes and just knock uh, TNG Wharf out, seeing as how TNG Wharf can't hit anything. Nothing. That's not another clue. So, yeah. Right. And I love I love Trek. Love Trek to death. But Jar Jar Binks would stupidly hit a button and, that would cause like some gold, what is it? Rube Goldberg or effect to go on and Wharf would get hit in the back of the head by something else and it would knock him out. So I've got to give it to Jar Jar Binks. Mike? Yeah, I'm really getting tired of, of picking things over TNG Wharf, but... Uh, you know, <laughs> that's let, the last one. <laughs> let's, let's, let's just give it to Jar Jar and be done with it. <laughs> All right. Uh, Pete? Uh, I got to go with Jar Jar. That, uh, that clumsy effect that manages to save him, I think, would come through, and uh, Wharf would get eaten by the Sarlacc pit or something. All right, and Dave, is it a clean sweep? It is a clean sweep, but as much as I would love to see Worf kick Jar Jar's ass, 
That that just wouldn't happen. Everybody's saying that he would do something stupid and win. So Binks, we Binks. All right, our next battle. It's a trap. It's Admiral Akbar <laughs> versus <laughs> Admiral Kirk. I've got to give this one to uh, Admiral Kirk. I'm sorry. He actually does something. Akbar sits in a chair and swivels and says, literally, it's a trap. I don't know that he does anything else other than watch people die. Uh, Admiral Kirk actually does something. He takes over a ship, uh, what, twice? Wait, he takes over one ship. He steals another ship. So it's got to be Admiral Kirk. Uh, Mike? Yeah, definitely. Uh, There's just no question. I don't think Admiral Akbar would uh, stand a chance against Khan. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Pete? I got to go with Admiral Kirk. He's uh, much cooler, and uh, he does what the job uh, needs, and uh, Akbar just kind of flails his arms and squeals like a girl. So, Kirk? Right. Then Dave. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Kirk as well. I mean, you know, he traveled through time to save Admiral Akbar's cousin, the wheel. <laughs> so uh, yeah, he, he definitely All right, and Juan. Does it really matter? Um, no. <laughs> I was gonna go with Kirk anyway, but Admiral right. Kirk. Yes. Admiral you can, Kirk. You can abstain unless it's a tie. Well, okay. Yeah. You well, could. But there's no you, fun. You can't. It's Kirk. He wins everything. Kirk. All right. Next battle goes to Mike, the Wampa from Empire Strikes Back versus the Mugatu. This this is a tough one for me. Uh, clearly, the uh, the Wampa is a more uh, more dangerous, more interesting looking character. Uh, you know, comes down to it, the Mugatu is a guy in a gorilla suit with a horn. <laughs> but a guy with a gor- in a white an albino gorilla with a horn is actually hilarious. <laughs> and the word Mugatu or Mugato is also quite hilarious. And Mugato was a character in Zoolander who was quite hilarious. So the Mugatu is much much funnier than the Wampa. But the Wampa pretty much did beat the shit out of Luke, so I think I have to give it to the Wampa. <laughs> All right. Uh, Pete? I, I have to disagree on this one. Uh, one of the things that uh, I think we're forgetting is the uh, Mugato's horn was poisonous, as I recall. So therefore, one scratch, and it wouldn't make a difference if the Wampa killed him, it'd be a stalemate. So i got to give it to the Mugato. All right, Dave? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the, uh, the Wampa on this. Uh... Just, just because Mugatu, the only time I've seen Mugatu, they're like, you know, in a traditional rocky uh, brown set for Star Trek. You can't see the Wampa in that blizzard. You know what I mean? He's got the advantage. He's camouflaged. All right. Juan? The Wampa. The Wampa. Because he, he put the hurting on Bitch Luke. Yep. Yeah, he did put a hurting on Bitch Luke. Uh but I, I do enjoy looking at the Mugatu, uh, at the experience. It would pop up on a screen, and it would only be like three seconds, but it would just be a guy running across in a white gorilla suit with a horn, and I would always giggle to myself. So Mugatu gets one from me, and we're on to our next battle, which is an interesting one there, Pete. 
It's going to be uh, Ben Burt, the uh, sound creator from Star Wars, versus Ben Burt, uh, who created the sound effects in Star Trek to, uh, in the 2009 version of Star Trek. Which Ben Burt wins? Ooh. Yeah, I wasn't sure who Ben Burt was That's uh, on that question, so I'm glad you, uh, you just told me. That's, that's actually a tough one. I mean, Star Wars was ahead of its time in so many ways. It, it kind of forged a new path. Um, but I'm thinking I got to go with the, uh, Star Trek 09, uh, Ben Burt. Really? It's mm-hmm. very interesting. Uh, Dave. I'm going to disagree. I'm going to go with the, the Star Wars just because uh, the, the new, the new Star Trek, it was great. It was obviously fabulous, fabulous movie. Uh, it, the, the sound was well edited and well, it just wasn't new, but like the Star Wars sounds were all. You know, the TIE fighter sound as it passed you by or the lasers, you know, like rocks on aluminum benches at the ballpark. Like all that stuff was just way ahead of its time. So I'm going to go with uh, Star Wars member. All right, Juan. Well, how are we going to choose from like a work that he did like so many years ago? He would naturally progress to a newer um, show, wouldn't he? How are we comparing like his old skills to his new skills if he's been developing them the whole time? Well, it's up to you. Either way, Ben Burt wins. You're right. <laughs> He's at a battle. <laughs> He's still the winner. He's the wiener. He, he is the Star wiener. Wars or Star Trek win? Which Ben Burt is better? The Star Wars one or the Star Trek one? Uh, Star Wars. All right. All right. It's on to me now. And uh, while 2009 Trek is an awesome movie, I agree with you, Dave. Um, he's, he's basically rehashing what he did before. Uh, it's got to be Star Wars. He, he, he knocked down barriers. He was awesome. I love him. So it's got to be Star Wars, Ben Burt. Uh, Anybody else? Mike? Uh, yeah, I would, I would definitely agree. The, just... The, the sound of the lightsaber, you just hear that and you know what that is. You know, the sound of, of Darth Vader breathing. Uh, everybody knows that sound. The TIE fighter, the blasters, these, these sounds are iconic. You know, they're, they're as much a part of the pop culture as, as anything else in the movie. I mean, they're, it, it's really amazing just how how much he defined the language of science fiction sound effects after that movie. And again, Star Trek was great and, but very deliberately was going back to, to reimagine someone else's work. And all of the great sounds that came from that movie uh, were sounds that came from the original series in the first place. So it just doesn't really have the, the impact. All right. Our next, that's everybody, right? Yeah, that was everybody. Next battle, it goes to Dave. The Borg Cube versus the Death Star. Who wins? Ooh, that's uh, I know that's pretty tough, but I'm gonna actually give that one to the Borg because you know the Death Star is cool because it can blow up a planet, but it takes like two hundred thousand people to operate one shot, and uh, you know the Borg working in unison as well as they do to assimilate the Death Star in just a handful of minutes if they wanted to. So I'm going to go with the Borg. All right. Juan? 
I have to go with the Death Star. I know that the Borg can recalibrate. We have to recalibrate every time we shoot or whatever. But it only takes one shot from the Death Star to blow the cube up. One shot. All right. So once it's Borg, uh, the Death Star, I, I'm going to go Borg. But not that the cube would win, but the Borg would eventually win because... You might destroy the cube, but part of the Borg's battle tactic is to send drones onto your ship and start assimilating people to try and take over your technology. Hey, that's not the question. The, the question specifically says no. The question specifically says Borg cube versus Death Star, not the Borg versus Death Star. It's it's part He's of their battle point. tactics. It's part no, of their no, battle no. tactics. I don't care what their battle tactics are. It we is the cube versus the Death Star. And you're right. The cube, the cube wins. Go the, boom. The cube would go boom, but. I'm still giving it the cube. I'm going cube. You can go to hell. You're going Borg. You're not going well, Maybe, you know, the Death Star blows up the cube, but they simulate the Death Star, then they have the, the Borg uh, sphere. Yeah. <laughs> so there. <laughs> Mike? Uh, I, I'm going to give it to the Death Star. Uh, certainly, the Borg could attempt to send drones over, and they, they did that many times, but uh, even, even the Enterprise was able to, to beat them back. So uh, there, there's no guarantee that just because the Borgs show up that they're not all going to get zapped before they can take someone down. And, uh, and the Death Star is just cooler. It's not a moon. It's a space station. That's right. <laughs> all right. And Pete, break the and, top. And it has the word death. <laughs> death and death star. star. Those are two bad Big motherfucking words. things. Hell yeah. Well, while together. the Death Star was, was extremely cool, and I really enjoyed that in Star Wars... I, I kind of have to go to the Borg cube because there's only one Death Star, but there's many Borg cubes. And they have to recalibrate that damn beam every time they fire. And it it just they, looked like it took were, a long time to do that. And uh, in, in, it was like that in, in Star Wars, <laughs> but they did that for dramatic effect. In Return of the Jedi, the Death Star was actually uh, picking ships off much quicker. It mm-hmm. was. So I guess you have to. I guess you have to uh, define whether it's uh, Episode Four Death Star, or Episode Six Death Star. Mm, good point. Uh, we didn't oh. say. And there's Whichever multiple Death, Death Stars Star. at that point. So, but which one are you giving it to? I'm giving it to the Borg Cube. All right, Borg wins. <laughs> Let's go, Trek. <laughs> Next battle goes to Juan Slave Leia versus Seven of Nine. Oh my God! Um, <laughs> I don't. How are you going to make me choose between these two hot women? Uh, um, oops, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think I shall have to. Um, no, no, I don't know. Um, Seven looks really good in that cat suit, and Slave Leia looks really good with um, hardly anything on. Um, I think we we'll have to give it to Seven. All right. Uh, seven and nine, really, really hot. So is Slave Leia, I, I, but I can still look at uh, Jerry Ryan and go, I want to bang her. I do not want to bang <laughs> Leia at all. I don't want her within 50 feet of my penis. So I'm going to give that to seven of nine. Mike? Oh, definitely Slave Leia. Slave Leia is, uh, is iconic. I've, I've never seen photographs of 207 of nines all in one photograph uh nobody cares about that <laughs> slave leia she i mean it's it's the icon of every comic book and sci-fi convention how many slave layers do you get this year 
The Slave Leia Wonder Woman combo was pretty interesting from uh, Motor City Comic Con. So it's it's definitely Slave Leia. All right, Dave. Uh, I thought uh, Pete, but oh wait, you're right. It is Pete. Sorry, Pete. That's all right. I'll forgive you. Um, nope. I got to go with uh, Slave Leia on this one. It is an iconic costume. Uh, Seven looks totally hot in that uh, little cat suit she's got on, but Slave Leia is showing more skin. So Slave Leia. All right. Uh, there, Dave. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Slave Leia. Come on, it's ridiculous. Seven and nine, she, she was dull and, you know, I mean, I know she's like half Borg or whatever, but I don't care how hot she is. That's that's just lame. You gotta, you know. The next one is Spock versus Chewbacca. That one goes to me. And, uh, well, it's basically sidekick versus sidekick. Uh, I like Chewbacca. I like Spock. Um, I think... I think uh, Spock can outthink Chewbacca, so I'm going to go with Spock. Mike? Uh, yeah, it's definitely Spock for me. Uh, and I, I, I love Chewbacca, but you know Spock has just done so many uh, incredibly cool things. Came back from the dead. Um, definitely Spock. All right, Mr. Gill. Uh, you're skipping me again, Damon. Yeah, <laughs> that's because I don't like you. Uh, oh, I don't like you either. So, um, Chewie's got the reach, but you know, Spock's just so capable. He's got the Vulcan nerve pinch, the probe, and everything. So, I got to give it to Spock. All right, Dave. Yeah, I love Chewbacca too, but I'm gonna have to give that to Spock. I just think he would he would just win. He just would. All right, Juan. Well, um. You guys don't seem to remember that, you know, Wookiees rip people's arms off. He's going to okay. rip, rip the Vulcan into pieces. I give it to the Wookiee. Let the Wookiee win. All right. Let so the win. let's see our next battle. Battle of who is most annoying. Wicket, the little Ewok who is so cute from Return of the Jedi versus <laughs> Naomi Wildman. I hate Naomi Wildman. Uh, that one goes to Mike. Mike, who do you have? Um, now, this is strange because I guess it is a who is most annoying. Um, and for me, I I absolutely hate Ewoks. So uh, I've got to say this one goes to Wicked. <clears throat> wow. You hate w- Ewoks, but you're going to say it goes to Wicked. Okay. That, that doesn't make much sense, but that's fine. Because uh, I think he is the most annoying, so he wins. Okay, I see what you're saying. Uh, Pete? Well, you know, I don't know why everybody hated the Ewoks so much. Quite frankly, I thought they were kind of enjoyable. Um, so I got to give it to Naomi Wildman. All right. So one for Wicked, one for Naomi Wildman. Dave? Who do you have there, Dave? Well, he's sorry, got a sorry, baby. Sorry. He's got a baby in the background. <laughs> dealing with some some milk issue. Uh, I I don't. Is it more more annoying or who would win in a fight? Because you know it's whatever you want it to be. Well, I want to go with Wicked then because I like that little Akiata Sam punk. Because <laughs> you know what, he fights a mean battle and then laughs about it later on. That, that's <laughs> yeah, bounce back. You know. <laughs> all right, Juan. 
I'm going to have to go with Wicket because his name's never mentioned in the movie and you still know what it is. That's, that's a, a very valid point. Uh, <laughs> I hate Naomi Wildman. I hate her with a passion. There's no way in hell I could vote for her. Uh, sorry, Naomi Wildman. Can't vote for you. So I'm going Wicket, even though it didn't matter. Next batter, battle. All right. It is for Pete. Han Solo. Han Solo versus Benjamin Lafayette Cisco. That's right. Cisco's fighting a white guy this time. Yeah, I heard you. Whoa. Who, who do you have there, Pete? <laughs> well, I love Solo, but I got to give it to Cisco. I think in a fight, if it was hand to hand, Cisco would clean the clock with him. If not, I think Cisco's blaster skills are just a little bit better. His phaser skills, rather, are better than Solo's blaster skills. So I got to go with Cisco on this one. All right, Mr. Gill. You know, I hate to do it, but because Lord knows Solo is my man, but uh, I'll give it to Cisco too. I think that, you know, Solo's charm and skills aren't, aren't, you don't really see him throw down. You see him run, you see him shoot, you see him fly, but you don't see him getting a bout of fisticuffs. So, Cisco. All righty. One. Um,. It's on me, right? Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Cisco. Cisco. I'm going to go with Cisco, yeah. Wow. Um, Cisco's already won. But let's give it a little overkill. Of course Cisco wins. He's a goddamn emissary, goddammit. He's got a space station <laughs> that took on a fucking fleet of Klingon, a Klingon fleet, like 40 ships. And he had, he's like, my, my forces are closer than your forces. You want to bring it? Bring it. He's a badass motherfucker. He executed people. He blew up a goddamn planet. Well, he didn't really blow up the planet, but he actually <laughs> fired photon torpedoes, which forced people to leave. Cisco is the goddamn man. Sorry, Han Solo. You're a bitch in carbonite. So, Cisco. <laughs> Mike, who do you have? I uh, I will pick Solo. What? <laughs> Just because I want to. Okay. I Just... th I think uh, I think Solo needs much love. Okay. Plus, he lost, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. He so if I, was, if I was a deciding vote, I would have picked Cisco. <laughs> but since uh, since my vote doesn't count, I'm going to go with Solo. All right. Well, Dave, this one goes to you. It is Dex versus Neelix, and we know who Neelix is. He's the rainbow lizard lion from Voyager, but Dex is the uh, diner owner on Coruscant uh, from episode... Armed. Oh, God, I was wondering. I was like, I know that. Yeah. <laughs> I, everybody knows the name. Nobody knows who he is, but he's the diner owner from episode two who gives, uh, what is it, Obi-Wan the directions on how to get to the clone planet. I think that's what it is. Yeah. That's from uh, them clovers. So, uh, <laughs> Dave, uh, who do you have? I'm going with, with Neelix, but, you know, how he had that information that nobody else, including the Jedi Archives, had, uh, maybe he's got more going on than I think, but I'll still give it to Neelix. All right, Juan? Well, exactly because he's got all the information that the Jedi don't have, and he's been a minor out in the Outer Rim or whatever, I'm going to have to go with, uh, with Dex on that one. All right. I um, think he ripped Neelix apart too, by the way. 
Well, if they were actually going to have a physical fight, you're probably right. But a cook-off, Neelix will kick his fucking ass, Iron Chef style. So I'm going Neelix, sir. The only reason Stop. Neelix had any customers in his diner is because it was the only place on the damn ship. <laughs> Dex had a functioning restaurant. People came there by choice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you kind of have me there. <laughs> but Dex is from episode two, and everything from episode two sucks. So it goes to Neelix for me. Mike? <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm actually gonna go Dex because I like diner food more than ship food. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Deciding vote. I was gonna say a tiebreaker, huh? Yeah. Um You know, I gotta go with uh, with Dex. He's got uh, more arms, so he can hold uh, you know several cleavers at once if it came down to a fight. And I think it's Oh, didn't didn't he throw something at some point? Didn't what? Didn't he have pretty good aim as well in that movie? He was throwing a knife or something. If I, I might be calling it incorrectly. I don't rem- quite remember, but um, I got to go with Dex. All right, let's see next one. If I didn't mess this up, aha! Uh-huh. Yes, it is Juan. Theme song versus theme song. So the Star Trek theme song versus the Star Wars theme song. Now, in a fight, the... in a physical okay. fight. No, I'm joking. In a physical fight. No. <laughs> okay, using our own parameters, I'm going for the disco version of the Star Wars theme song. It's going to stomp all over the Star Trek theme song. All right. Um, disco Star Wars. Disco Star Wars for you. I'm going to go Star Trek. Um, I love it. Sometimes it brings a tear to my giving given the right circumstances. So I don't give I don't get tears. I do get butterflies when I hear the start of the Star Wars theme. I will admit that, but Trek sometimes brings me to tears. So I'm going to go with Trek. Mike, uh, I'm going to go with Star Wars. Actually, it's such an iconic sound. It's just such a a well known theme song, and and Star Trek is is as well known. But there's there have been multiple themes for Star Trek. The TV show had a theme. The movies had several different themes throughout them. Um, But Star Wars has always had that single opening crawl theme that has defined the franchise. Uh, And and I think that I would have to give it to that. All right. Pete, who do you have? Uh, This is is a tough one. They're both iconic themes, but I, I have to give it to the Star Trek Theme, just because the disco remix version of that by I believe it was Miko back in the uh, early 80s uh, was so much more cheesier than the uh, Star Wars version they did. So I got to go with Star Trek. Okay. Tiebreaker, Dave. Who do you have? Oh, it's not fair. Um, obviously, I, I think that the, the Star Wars is, is a far more powerful theme, but I know that a lot of the original music that they took from the, the first the first three movies um, were based off of Gustav Holtz's The Planet. He listened to that as he composed it, and he listened to that as he wrote his scenes and all this, so they took a lot, like the, especially the Vader theme. But I, I like it so much more than Star Trek, but I think that if you're going with the classic uh, 60s Star Trek, I, I would actually give it to Star Trek because that was pretty original music for the time. Funky right. and odd. Star Trek wins! Woo! Yeah, that- that hurts. That hurts. That's crap. Never marry me again. <laughs> With good reason. <laughs> All right. Next battle: Mon Mothma versus Jean-Luc Picard. Now, 
Everybody has seen Mon Mothma at least three times if you've seen all six of the movies. She's in episode three, she's in episode four, and she's in episode six. She's basically the leader of the Rebel Alliance. So you know who she is now, even though you didn't know who she was. And I have to give it to Picard. Sorry. That's what it, Picard just rolls so much hard, more hardcore than she ever will. Do you ever see her do anything other than these people died to get these plans? Forget her. Mike? Uh, who the who gives a fuck about Mon Mothma? <laughs> Seriously, I didn't know that you had. I didn't see you having to introduce who Picard was. Uh, <laughs> I, I just seriously, yeah, everybody's seen her, but nobody knows who who she is. Well, we may have known who she is, but nobody cares. How many action figures has she had? And she's one. Well, she's probably like in in the fourth oh. or fifth wave. Well, there's a Picard in every wave. So yeah. I uh, th- there's there's no contest, no contest whatsoever. Uh, I'm, right. I'm surprised the rebels lasted that long with her. <laughs> <laughs> Pete, uh, I got to go with Picard just because there's the the Borg Picard figure. Yeah, Lucutus. All right, Dave. I don't think the board would even assimilate Mon Mothma. They just kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, yeah, Picard. Yeah, it's. I mean. Yeah, she was important, but she was like, you know, when you finally meet her, you're like, oh, oh, everybody has a boss. I guess that's her. You know, you don't even like her. So, yeah, Picard. All right. And one. Many button spies died. No, I'm just kidding. Picard. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Who cares? Picard. Moving on. Uh, Weapon of choice, which is yours. The lightsaber versus the phaser. Uh, Mike. This this is a very very tough one for me. I uh, I actually do have a, a rather large collection of toy phasers and lightsabers. Um, they they're among my favorite uh, of toys. And actually, I have far more phasers because there've been far more phasers than than lightsabers. But uh, I think I would have to give it to a lightsaber. Uh, in the hands of a Jedi, certainly it can deflect the blasts of of a phaser. Um, and it is, uh, it is such a cool weapon, a weapon that no one had really, you know, I guess we'd seen before, but really just never had seen quite that well executed. It's got a cool sound. Um, now I honestly would, would consider giving it to Phaser if we were just exclusively talking the classic Trek design, which I thought was an awesome design, but when you get to the little... Handheld vacuum cleaners of, of next generation. They got to lose some points for that. All right. Uh, Pete. Uh, you know, the lightsaber, it really is one of my favorite weapons of all time. However, I got to give it to the phaser. The thing is, the lightsaber can deflect bullets from blasters because those are one shot. A phaser can do continuous pull. It'll keep firing. You don't have to fire shot after shot after shot because that's how they would heat up the rocks and stuff when they were cold. So all you got to do is move your finger a centimeter to the right or the left from where that lightsaber is, and you're hitting your target. So I got to give it to Phaser. All right, Dave. I'm just, you know, I, I like the lightsaber. Everybody's got some valid points with the with the, um, the phasers, but I always thought they looked stupid, and they were like only <laughs> on their hip when all of a sudden the scene called for it. Lightsabers, they always have them at the ready. The more elegant weapon from a more civilized age, the whole thing. I think they're beautiful. <laughs> yes. So lightsabers. All right. 
Juan, I wonder what you're going to say. Lightsabers. <laughs> I challenge you to a lightsaber duel, which is... No, I'm just kidding. I have... Uh, my, my son and I have amassed quite a little bit of a collection of lightsabers. And um, I think it's a, a, a better weapon. Enjoy uh, it. The phasers can disintegrate people. But... I never do. They're lame. No, they do. They do several times. You really have to watch Deep Space Nine. But uh, lightsabers are way cooler. I love the sound. We were talking about it earlier. So I'm giving it to lightsabers. And we're going to move on to the next battle, which is the Death Star versus V'ger. Just a little perspective on how large V'ger is. We know that Death Star looks like it could be a moon. V'ger, at least the cloud of V'ger, which I personally consider the whole thing of V'ger, but the cloud of V'ger is the diameter, what is it, 300 million kilometers? That's the diameter of it, which is two times the distance to the Earth from the sun. So it's freaking huge. Pete, which one wins? Um, in a battle, I got to go with V'ger just because it's got sheer size. I don't know that the Death Star would work on something that big. It might damage part of it and just piss it off, and next thing you know, there's no more Death Star. So I got to give it to V'ger. All right, Dave. Yeah, V'ger. I mean, the Death Star is the size of a small moon, so... Yeah, V'ger. <laughs> All right, Juan? Um... Um... V'ger. All right. Uh, yeah. You didn't sound too enthusiastic about that one, Juan. Well, I'm not enthusiastic about it. I don't want to admit defeat. I, <laughs> I think the Death Star is pretty awesome as far as like galactic weapons go. But um, V'ger, it's huge. It's massive. I mean, it would, it would dwarf the Death Star, so I, I know. Yeah, that movie might suck, but I, I go V'ger as well. Mike? Uh, I uh, First, I don't think you count the cloud as part of V'ger. V'ger's actual size uh, is a satellite. my knowledge is smaller than a planet. Um, so the Death Star certainly would be able to blow up something of that size. But the, you know, the Death Star is, is, a, is one, of the, one of the coolest looking sort of big evil science fiction stations. They actually look at, at moons with a, that huge crater there, and they're referred to as the Death Star. And I don't even know what V'ger looked like. V'ger was a cloud of swirly lights in an excruciatingly boring movie. So I cannot <laughs> give it to V'ger. <laughs> All right. But it doesn't matter. Your vote does, no longer counts. Moving on, Dave. You've got the Imperial Star Destroyer versus the Whale Probe in Star Trek IV. What you got? With a whale, whale probe? You remember that, that big, big, that big yes. model-looking tubes? Exactly. I you know, I, I'm going to go with the Star Destroyer because it's cool and badass. I mean, what does that thing do besides sing in space, somehow transmitting sound waves? But whatever. Yeah, Star Destroyer. All right. Juan? Imperial <laughs> Star Destroyer. All right. Easy enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go whale probe. The Whale Pro basically shut down the Federation with that stupid song. You're correct. It was a stupid song, but I think it could shut it down with the stupid song unless they have whales on the Imperial Star Destroyer. 
that could talk to it. I don't think so. So I'm going whale probe. Mike? Um, well, I think the Star Destroyer would just grab Admiral Akbar, make him talk to the whales, <laughs> and shut them off because they're a stick and a ball talking to whales versus that incredibly cool ship that opened up Star Wars uh, with that amazing opening sequence. And, and interestingly enough, you know, it's just a wedge. Whereas, mm-hmm. whereas the, the whale thing is a, a cylinder and a ball. So it, a good example of both of them just taking very simple shapes, one of them making something cool, one of them making something stupid. Yeah, Star Wars. <laughs> Pete? <laughs> well, you know, I got to give this one. While, while uh, the whale probe can uh, dis, uh, disable a planet for uh, temporarily, but... It's in the name, Star Destroyer. It destroys stars. I got to give it to the Star Destroyer. Yeah, the words whale and probe may frighten me, but not in a very different way than a star and destroyer. <laughs> All right. And my wife thought it was something for lonely Trekkies to play with. <laughs> uh, we're down to our final 10 right now. So these are the final 10 battles. Uh, star Wars has a slight lead right now. It's not very much. Uh, Trek closed the gap, and we're on to the, well, most important battles, at least, the way we think. Uh, Juan, it's to you. Phantom Menace versus Star Trek Insurrection. Which one do you have? Oh, man. Um, I, I didn't really like Insurrection, and I can at least uh, sit down and watch Phantom Menace with my son. However annoying parts of it are, I got to go with Phantom Menace. Um, I saw Insurrection once in the theaters. I will admit this right here for all the world to hear. I think I saw Phantom Menace maybe three or four times in the theaters. As much as I dislike that movie now, it was great while I was still under the haze of its new Star Wars. Exactly. So I... I go Phantom Menace. Uh, Mike? Yeah, I would have to agree. Uh, I Phantom Menace is, is bad, but I think it's watchably bad. I really, I just can't sit through Insurrection ever again. <laughs> All right, Pete. Um, I'm trying to remember. I don't even remember anything from Insurrection. I don't know <laughs> if I actually, actually took the time to, to actually sit through it. So, okay. um just based on the commercials, I, I had an incredible feeling that I, I, I probably wasn't going to like it. So um, I got to go with Phantom Menace. And Dave, the is it a clean sweep? Oh, it's a clean sweep. It's Phantom Menace. I, just like you, Damon, I was in the theater. Well, we all went the first night. I was in the theater yes, like we did. Times, three times seeing that thing. But for me, it was more like maybe, maybe this time it'll be better. Okay, maybe the third time I'll enjoy it more. But I was trying and I gave them my money. But you know what? Insurrection never even bothered because... Star Trek just never brought me brought my attention the way Star Wars did, just as a whole. So, Menace wins. All right, on to the next one, which is the Clone Wars animated series versus Star Trek the animated series. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, Star Trek animated, but only because they've taken quite a bit of Star Trek animated and. The fact that it's kind of uh, season four of the original series, so they've taken a lot of that and made it into canon and expanded upon it. So I go Star Trek animated. Mike? Uh, I honestly have never watched The Clone Wars, 
but I'm going to give it to them anyway. <laughs> because I really did not like the Star Trek animated series. All right, Dave. Uh, what is it with you skipping me tonight, yeah, Dave? Jeez. <laughs> because I'm writing his name down. Sorry. <laughs> um, I, I have to ask, um, weren't there two Clone Wars? Wasn't one like a, a digitally done cartoon yeah. and one was like a more cartoonish? Yeah, one was done by the guy who did uh, Samurai Jack. Janity yeah, right. something like that. Um, and actually, I, I have to admit, I, I've been a bad uh, a bad fanboy, and I've not actually seen Clone Wars. So, but I used to love Star Trek animated. So I got to go with Star Trek animated on this one. All right, uh, now it's your turn, there, Dave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's um, I, I did actually see the animated Star Trek a long time ago, but it was sort of uh, I guess a joke. That's sort of how I how I watched it. But but part of it was just the the style, you know, the time of the animation and the style of storytelling back then. But I, I really enjoy both the Samurai Jack Clone Wars and this new one that's been on Cartoon Network. I think they're they're really cool. And they they, they fill in all those <laughs> blanks that the prequels really <laughs> left out about how interesting the characters can actually be and how important and vast this war actually was. All right. So, Star Wars. Tiebreaker going to Juan. Who do you got? Clone Wars. I like the Clone Wars a lot. Yes. Uh, right. it, 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 it's happy fun time. It's happy fun time. <laughs> uh, all right. Next one. It's going to you, Mike. Empire Strikes Back versus The Wrath of Khan. A rough one. Ooh. Uh, damn. This, uh, th- this is a tough question. Uh, Star Trek II uh, certainly was the... the movie that made me a star trek fan um and empire is my favorite star wars movie i think most people's favorite uh, i'll have to give it to empire strikes back it i think well strangely it had less of an impact on the franchise um it is just such a good movie all right pete this this is a tough one because actually I remember watching um, the first Star Trek movie and I was like, man, this is terrible. And I watched Star Trek II Wrath of Khan and I loved it all over again. Empire, not my favorite Star Wars movie. I know it's a lot. I know a lot of people disagree, but it's not my favorite one. So I got to go with Wrath of Khan on this one. All what, right. What is your favorite, uh, if I may ask? Return of the That's, Jedi. Really? Yeah. Okay. All right, uh, Shouldn't that eliminate your vote? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. You can say episode two, so it's fine. Dave? Uh, that, that, is, that is a really good one because Wrath of Khan is probably the only, until this most recent Star Trek last year, the only Star Trek film I ever actually enjoyed. Um, and, it, you know, as a movie standalone, it was great and creepy and powerful and mad, weird acting and... I didn't have to know who Khan was. I didn't have to know what that earwig was going to do. But, you know, I just freaked out. It went in his ear. You know what I mean? Uh, it was awesome. But Empire is hands down one of my top ten movies of all time. So Empire wins. All right. One. Dude, the earwigs tripped me up for so long. I had, I had like a phobia with those things. I couldn't handle it. And anytime anybody wanted to watch Wrath of Khan again, I had to walk out of the room in those parts. Um, <laughs> it really creeped me the hell out, dude. Um, but I'm I'm still gonna have to go with um, Empire Strikes Back because that is my favorite uh, Star Wars movie. So um, it, it had um, yeah, I like that one better. Empire. No nightmares. Empire. Wow, 
<clears throat> of all the souls I've ever known, his was the most human. And then Scotty comes out in a kilt with bagpipes out of nowhere. I love that movie. I love Wrath of Khan. I'm voting for <laughs> Wrath of Khan. I love Empire. Uh, it's not true. It's not possible. I'm fine with that, but it's Wrath of Khan. Uh, next battle is going to Pete. It is Chewbacca versus Deep Space Nine Worf. Now, this is very, very different. Deep Space Nine Worf kicked the shit out of every single person he ever came across. There isn't a single person on Deep Space Nine that ever beat Worf. So, Pete, take it away. You know, Chewie still has the reach, but I, I have to give it to Pimp Worf. All right. Uh, Dave. Yeah, that's you want to say Chewbacca because like he is he's huge but you never really see Chewbacca throw down that much I mean he smashes a couple stormtroopers up but you know you don't see him fight so I, I don't know that he can fight I think all he's got going for him is his grand size and warrior's heart but I don't know that he's got the skills that Worf has so I'm going to go with Worf alright Juan um Armed or unarmed? I guess that would be the question. Because however you want it. If it's a hand to hand, mano a mano, I think it's going to have to go to Chewy because he's ripping arms off. Okay. So you're going Chewy? I'm going Chewy. Uh, well, you'd be fucking wrong. It's Worf, goddamn it. <laughs> hand to hand, blindfolded, one arm behind his goddamn back. He kicks the shit out of that lanky ass Peter Mayhew. I, I'm sorry. Chewbacca is cool. I like Chewbacca a lot. All that crap. DS9 Worf is the shit. Deep Space Nine Worf. Worf is still Worf. He's a bitch. Fuck you. Mike? <laughs> uh, I'll give it to um, to Worf just because he needs some redemption for getting his ass kicked by Jar Jar Binks and C3PO already. <laughs> on show. Actually, he didn't lose to C3PO. He won against C3PO. He lost to Chewbacca earlier when he was on TNG. Oh. Okay, well, then, then it's, it's, it's even, though. Yeah, it's even. It's fair. All right. Didn't he lose, did he lose to Jar Jar? Yeah, he, he did lose Jar. to Jar Jar. He yes. lost to Jar Jar. He definitely lost to Jar Jar. Next battle uh, goes to Dave. R2-D2 versus Data. Did, didn't we already have this one? Uh, In the last... Know? Scotty and Podcast, Data versus somebody like else. C3P. My wife's saying yes, you did. And she's been keeping excellent track. No, I don't know that, but yeah, I feel like we did. Uh, I could be wrong. Well, that was uh, R2 versus Scotty. But I'm going to go. And C3PO versus Data. Was it C3PO versus Data? Yeah. Yes, it was. All right. Well, I'm going to go with uh, R2D2. All right. Because he conceals lightsabers on board criminals' sail barges for when they are needed. Data, he just conceals a impossible... A big penis? Maybe, maybe. I don't know. But, uh, R2 could probably also conceal a big penis. He probably right. could. And he expresses himself better and than Data. And multiple. Bleeps and, and words. All right. Mi Mr. Patino, who you got? Um, R2D2. R2D2. Because he, he can make all the all the uh, 
repairs on the ships, like, you know, in flight. Just go out into space, fix it up, come back in, talk to all the computers. He doesn't have this, uh, doesn't have any of the problems that Data does. I prefer R2-D2. All right. Um, I love R2. Uh, I like Data. Data Data has had, well, no, R2-D2's had sex, too, so that doesn't work either. What? R2-D2. He bangs computers right and left. <laughs> He's always inserting this <laughs> thing in there. That's right. He does. <laughs> That's how you get that information from the lady computers. That's you right. Know, <laughs> just see, touching another computer doesn't constitute banging. I don't uh, know. I don't know. Have you seen his unit? C-3PO makes mention of it in uh, Empire Strikes Back. He's like, with, with a computer you don't know? He makes mention of it. Yeah. Our, R2-D2 is banging computers, so I'm giving it to R2. Sorry. Mike? Um, I, uh, I, I, as much as I love R2-D2, I think he is a, a great character in the Star Wars movies and a, a fantastic character design. Um, and, you know, I, I, one of the most important characters in those movies. Uh, I've, I've always just loved Data. He's been my... You know, was my favorite character on Next Generation, the uh, the kind of inversion of of Spock, someone who wasn't human but wanted to be human. I thought was fantastic, and just really, I thought a, an engaging character. And, and Brent Spiner was a you know turned in a great performance as Data. So I'll have to give it to Data. All right, and Pete. All right, while R two D two may be having sex with all these other computers, Data had sex with Tasha Yar. And I kind of had the hots for Denise Crosby, even though I thought she was a terrible character. Plus, he's got the strength of a Klingon and the mind of Einstein. So I got to give it to Data. All right. Uh, let's see. Next battle is going to Juan. Captain Kirk versus Solo and Lando, the biggest pimp in the universe. Who you got? Um... Hmm. Well, I'm thinking Kirk is probably going to be able to charm any lady off of Lando's arm, and Solo's just a half-assed pilot anyway. I'm going to have to give it to Kirk, the awesomeness of Captain Kirk. All right, one for Kirk. Uh, let's see. I am going to give it to Kirk, but not for the reason you think. It's because Lando will betray Solo and join Kirk's cause and leave Solo <laughs> out in the cold. So it is Captain James C. Kirk because he's a, he's a stone cold pimp as well. Mike? Uh, yeah, I would have to agree with that. I think uh, I think Lando and, and Han would uh, would not be able to be a, an effective team against them. And, uh, you know, Kirk is just he was a badass motherfucker. <laughs> All right, Pete, even though your well, vote no longer counts. <laughs> uh, I got to go with Kirk also. You never see the only woman you ever see solo with is Princess Leia, and Lando you never see with a woman. So, I gotta go with Kirk for the biggest pimp. Okay, and then uh, Dave. Oh uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Kirk also, just because he seems to be with like, a woman every episode, every movie. If he's bothering to be with a woman, you know, solo big romantic heart for a uh, for Scott. He had the one woman thing, you know, after his earlier heyday, and Lando, who knows what he's up to. You know, he'd be getting him up and right, but he's a you know, kiss and don't tell kind of guy. So I'm going to get with Kirk. All right. 
This next one goes to me. The Millennium Falcon versus the USS Enterprise. Uh, the 1701, the original Enterprise. Um, going with uh, the Enterprise. I like the Millennium Falcon, but it doesn't have shields. It has deflectors. That's it. And it doesn't have photon torpedoes. Uh, they might be able to outfly it. I don't know. I know it can go two sparsecs, whatever, but Enterprise. Mike? Uh, I'm going to go Millennium Falcon just on the that was the coolest ship in the galaxy. Was. All right. Uh, Pete? Uh, I got to go with Enterprise on this one. If for nothing else, the fact that people actually live on the ship, Millennium Falcon is going to have to dock for supplies. Enterprise can travel for years without stopping. It's got everything it needs. It's like its own little city. So I got to go Enterprise. All right. Dave? I'm going to go with the Falcon because it's one of my favorite ships in science fiction history. And uh, the Enterprise is great. Um, it is huge and, and capable and all that. But I, I, I've never felt comfortable. Not that I've been on the Enterprise. I've never felt comfortable in the quarters, in the hallways. Millennium Falcon, it's all junky and eclectic and lived in and beat down. I always, I've always thought that would be the cool, that would be the cool ship to be on. So, Falcon. All right, tiebreaker time, Juan. I gotta go with the Millennium Falcon. Millennium Falcon. I all got right. you. I do. The Falcon wins. It's your favorite ship. Mm-hmm. Hate, hate you and your favorite ship. All right. Hey, you and the ship you came in on. Pete, it is Pimp Luke versus Captain James T. Kirk. Who do you have? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, You know, Kirk does kick some butt in the original series, but, you know, Luke's got a lightsaber and he's got the force. I have to give it to Pimp Pimp Luke. I think he'd uh, wipe the floor with Kirk. All right, Dave. I'm gonna give it to I'm gonna give it to Luke too. Juan. I'm gonna go with Luke also. Damn you and your Luke loving ways. Hey man, <laughs> Luke Skywalker was awesome. All right, well Luke. He was the last remaining Jedi wearing the all black with the yeah. He was badass. Hand. Yes, I know yes. he was badass. Uh, my vote doesn't count, but my vote goes to well it counts, but it's the losing vote. It goes to Captain James C. Kirk. He 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 banged chicks. How many, how many, how many uh, people does Luke sleep with? And let's not count Obi-Wan because we know there was a little bit of funny business going on there and Yoda. But uh, I go Kirk. Mike? Uh, I would I definitely have to go with Kirk because he never made out with his sister. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> he never made out with his sister. He wouldn't have to. <laughs> no, he wouldn't. I don't think he has a sister either. He has a brother. But he might he, make out with his brother. He will make out with his sister-in-law, though. I know that much. All right. Next battle goes to Dave. Where has he been? We haven't had him on the list yet. Darth Vader versus not one, not two, but three Klingons. The three Klingons from the original series, Kang, Koloth, and Kor. Who do you have? Vader. (laughs) One word, very simple, very easy. Juan? Uh, Also, Vader. Wow. Find your lack of faith disturbing. Yeah, yes. Uh, you know, I love those three Klingons. They are awesome. And it would be a fun fight to watch three Klingons jumping around him with Batlist and him fighting all three of them with one lightsaber in the force. Oh, it would be beautiful to see. 
and Vader would win. I'm sorry. I love st- I love those Klingons, but Vader wins that fight. Mike? Yeah, Vader chops him up. And Pete? I got to give it to Vader as well. I think uh, he's got the lightsaber and the force again, so. Yeah. That was a clean sweep. I, I, I didn't know who to put Vader up against because they, there's no way. Anybody he goes up against, he's going to win. It doesn't matter. So it's Vader, goddammit. Uh, the, the penultimate battle is uh, going to Mike. It is George Lucas versus Gene Roddenberry. Well, uh, you know, as much as I do, as, as I love Star Trek, and, uh, and I, I certainly think that, that George Lucas has taken this franchise uh, in a direction and to places that I was, I was not necessarily pleased with, although certainly not nearly as, uh, as, as displeased as many people seem to be. But I will give it to George Lucas because... Uh, He's he's incredibly smart and incredibly rich, and uh, you know I hmm does does Gene Roddenberry get any money from any of those Star Trek toys? Uh, I don't I don't know, but but George Lucas, he's uh he's got all of it, and industrial light and magic is still kind of the dominant force in the industry. He in, he invented Pixar. Uh, you know, Gene Roddenberry had a, had a good idea that other people then took and ran with, but George Lucas, he single-handedly changed everything. All right, Pete. Um, I have to disagree. While, uh, while that is true about Lucas and being able to get a chunk of the, you know, everything, basically it's uh, all the marketing and everything else, I, I got to give it to Roddenberry. I think quality-wise, Star Trek to Next Gen wasn't as much as a slip as uh, episode four was to episode one or episode three. So I got to give it to Roddenberry. All right, Dave. Uh, it's, uh, it's pretty, pretty tough. I think yeah, Roddenberry said, what, what could we be like in the future? And Lucas said, all right, no rules at all. I'm going to tell an awesome story, throw it in space. I, I obviously am, you know, I like Star Wars more than it's pretty, pretty, pretty obvious throughout. So I, I'm going to give it to Lucas because he created a universe that I would much rather enjoy visiting by far. But I got to give some props to Roddenberry because he was science fiction like at its finest back in the day. But uh, Lucas still wins. All right. One. Um, <clears throat> well, Roddenberry was a, a, you know, a prolific writer. He wrote more than just Star Trek. He had a, a whole like science fiction universe that he was drawing upon for his for his stories, and George Lucas kind of just jumped in there with a um, a saga story, like you know a coming of age hero story that has been used over and over and over again. Um, you know, our young hero has a mentor, has to fight the dastardly evil, and comes out winning on top. Um, you know, it, it's 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 a played out little story. Uh, Star Wars was definitely more intricate, and it had a lot more spun off from it. Um, I I, I want to say Gene Roddenberry, um, but at the same time, George Lucas has got his creation on lockdown. There's no doubt what is his and what isn't. I mean, I have a phone that's called a droid that he gets paid for because it's his <laughs> droid. You know what I'm saying? I have the ringtones really? that sound like a droid on my droid. Yes. Yeah. HTC I, and Google or whatever, they had to pay um, to use the word droid on their phones. So I... I <laughs> 
He owns that a word. Book, he owns a word, man. <laughs> <laughs> I got so in that respect, I got to give it to Lucas. You know, so it's kind of I'm kind of torn between the two. I want to vote for both. I, I have more respect for the, for the writer and his like you know his entire works as opposed to just you know this one story that had six movies, but those six movies are are kind of really biggies. All right, so you you all picked Lucas. Lucas already won this fight, but you know what? Gene Roddenberry fought in a war. I don't know if it was World War II or if it was <laughs> Korea. He killed motherfuckers. What did that goddamn hippie George Lucas do? Nothing. He sat around making fucking shitty-ass movies. It's goddamn Gene Roddenberry. On to the final battle, which is Star Trek fans versus Star Wars fans. I'm going to take the lead on this one. And say Star Wars fans, and 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 I don't mean fans like us, the people who like a little bit of both. I mean people who are infinitely. I love Star Wars and Star Trek sucks, and I like Star Trek and Star Wars sucks. Those fans, the the ones that are very insular in their their love of whatever. I think Star Wars fans are way more dickish than Star Trek fans. I've met quite a few more Star Trek fans than Star Wars fans. Uh, well, that I know of. I, I don't know. Not Star Wars fans don't wear it on their on their uh, on their sleeve, but Star Wars fans are bigger dicks. So I'm giving it to Star Trek fans. Star Trek all the way, Mike. Uh, Star Trek fans uh, had a movie made about them, and uh, that that one lady got kicked off the Whitewater jury because of her Star Trek uniform. So I'll have to give it to Star Trek fans. All right, Pete. Well. I've seen stories of people who actually made their houses, their front rooms, look like the Bridge of the Enterprise. I have never heard about any Star Wars fans making their uh, dining room look like part of the Death Star, the Millennium Falcon, or a TIE fighter or something. So i got to give it to Star Trek fans. All right. Dave. Uh, Who would win? I I don't know. It's tough. you got with your Star Wars fans, you've got those, like... um, like Civil War reenactment, people that get together and they actually have stormtrooper units and battalions together and they, they do scenes and they have, like at the con I was just out here in Philly, they have uh, like lightsaber battles in this little like makeshift arena and all crazy. There are a lot more Star Wars fans going on there, but I think that Star Trek fans are, they are more like, one and only. Like, I bet that those people doing their Jedi fights probably watched all the Star Trek films and enjoyed them. And the Star Trek or the Trekkies, whatever, are just like, no, no, that's not real science fiction. So I think that the Star Trek fans would win because I, I think they're sadder and lonelier <laughs> and, and more evil. All right. And Juan, is it a clean sweep? <clears throat> For, I, I'm so lost. I don't Star know Trek how. Versus Star Wars, whatever. I know it's Star Trek versus Star Wars, but is it like are, because the Star Wars fans are dicks, or because the Star Trek fans are sad, or I, I, I'm lost. Whichever um, way you want to vote. <laughs> you decide. You decide. I decide. Well, I think it's kind of fucked up that the Star Wars fans, for the most part, are just dressing up as as Empire characters. You know, they got the stormtrooper costumes they put all their time and effort into creating these stormtrooper like armor outfits and vader left and right and the only like you, and yes there's, there's jedis running around but hell they look like moses half the time um 
So um, and and then the only other costume that you see is like the slave Leia. So it's either the bad, they're either bad guys, slave bitches, or you know, confused Jewish people with lightsabers. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that it's all kind of sad if you're looking at it that way. Um, I I don't. So I'm not sure how to define who's gonna win or who's lo- or who, are we saying the one who wins the fight is actually more of a loser? I, I think both of them lose. <laughs> <laughs> Um, because of the hardcoreness, they all lose. No, um, I, I'm gonna have to give it to the Star Wars fans. Yeah, Star Wars get, fans get a point, but it doesn't matter. The fight no. is over. Ding, ding, ding. The 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 tally has been uh, written up, and Star Wars kicked the dog shit out of Star Trek. Uh, it was 37 to 28. Uh, Woo. yeah, Star Wars won this time. I'm sorry. There's got to be a rematch. I, I apologize because <laughs> there's no way I'm letting Trek go down like that. But Star Wars won this first geek fight. Uh, it, it is over now. Uh, if you liked us, uh, let us know how you what you think about us. So you can find us on the, well, obviously geek geekfights.net. Uh, you can email us at geekfights at gmail dot com. Uh, what else do we have? You can we have us a, on Twitter. We have a Twitter account. Geek fights. Come on, it's so easy. And Facebook. Geek fights. And, and Facebook. Geek fights. I think we're all on Facebook, too. Yeah, geek fights. Yes. Yeah, yes, you can are. probably find all of us. Uh, have we all friended geek fights or fans or whatever? I haven't yet, but I will. I haven't. I didn't, I didn't know. So you can find us all there. Yep. We're all Later. there. And uh, how geek fights is actually going to work, is what it's going to need is help from you guys, not the people who are on the panel. But the people who are listening, uh, we can't come up with a, a, a million fights. Uh, I think we've only got like three or four lined up. But after that, we're pretty much out of ideas. And what we want is help from you guys. If you have a really good idea, email it to us. Send it to us through Twitter. If we like it, we'll have you on to debate it with us. Uh, that's how this is going to work. We're going to have a rotating panel of guests. You, you'll hear Dave, Pete, and Juan over and over again from different battles not next battle but we we really do want to have other people on the show so if you have a good idea send it in to us and you'll come on and be a part of the show anything else mike we're not just doing uh star wars and star trek are we oh no no no, it it's everything it's it's geek battles literally you could be a music geek and come on you could be just this hardcore movie geek uh you could be a sports geek even though that's going to be kind of hard for me to get that one going (laughs) uh Book geek, uh, pizza geek. Uh, there, there's all kinds of geeks out there. Pizza geeks geek? of the world. Yes, they're they're pizza geeks. Uh, I would consider myself a pizza geek. See, geeks of the oh, of the world unite. Join us in geek fights. And if you want to uh, disagree with anything we've said or everything we've said, uh, come by the blog and uh, let us know uh, just exactly how wrong we are. Because we are wrong. <laughs> very very wrong in more than one way alright and don't forget to listen to TrekCast when it comes out and check out uh, the website uh, well not our website a different website Subspace Communique which is a Star Trek website that's right Star Trek I don't know any Star Wars websites but check that one out that's uh, run by Chris he's in Austin he's a good guy he's got some good concerts there alright and uh, you can also find me on the Zod Complex, uh, which you can find at zodcomplex.com. 
Well, that's all that we have this week. Uh, next time around, it's going to be villains, right? I believe so. Yeah, so we're going to be doing villains next, and it's going to be from every lexicon. We've got book villains. We've got movie villains. We've got any kind of villain you can think of. Well, hopefully any kind, except for political ones. We're not going there. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, that's it. And good night, everybody. Good, good night. night. Good night.